Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Welcome to a very special Christmas edition of Netflix and Swill. I'm Caleb. Dan, can you hear the sleigh bells outside? Uh, not quite yet, but let me find my 10-hour track on YouTube that I'm going to pull down and put behind this to uh, piss off Nick and Nick alone <laughs> on this festive occasion where it's it's my favorite time of year when I, when I do that because uh, it's just annoying enough. How are you? Uh, I'm well. It's Christmas Eve, and I've only wrapped two fucking presents. It's Labor Day, and my grandpa ate seven fucking hot dogs. <laughs> uh, happy holidays, you bastards. Yeah. Uh, I am not wearing one of those sweatshirts. I am, in fact, wearing a, a Crimbus sweater that you got for me, I want to say, like five or six years ago now. Yeah, we did a gift exchange. I got you uh, a Krampus sw- uh, Christmas sweater that has a giant demon with a jamming a kid down in his sack and he's all draped in chains yeah it's uh fucking awesome <laughs> so i remember like uh, the person organizing it was like yo since we all don't have any money let's just you know keep it around 25 bucks and caleb was like no got me a no, fucking dollar sweater <laughs> but yes uh i love it i can only wear it like one time a year uh, i can't wear it to work because there's a horrific demonic figure on it uh, so instead, I just wear it around the house. You can't wear it to work because you're a coward. That's probably true. Look at his cloven hooves. All right. Got this fucking little chain. He's got like a little torch in his hand. It's a big Gene Simmons tongue sticking out. Look at this, fucking, look at this fucking dumb kid. Yeah, he's awesome. It's great. You'll have to uh, post it on Twitter or something so people can see what the fuck we're talking about. I will uh, take a picture of it and that'll be the episode art is my dumb face. Uh, So we'll get the least amount of downloads we've ever gotten on an episode ever. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we'll get a lot. Bald is beautiful. (sighs) I'm just saying I'm generally ugly. Uh, Well, since we're both full of Christmas cheer, why don't we talk about some Christmas films? Or, I'm sorry, Crimis. Crim- uh, Crimbus, yeah. Uh, I, I don't say Christmas anymore. I say Crimbus. I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> Nothing I do makes sense. Uh, so you want do you want to take it first and, and talk about your, the movie you watched for, for, for Crimbus? Sure. So we each watched three Crimbus movies. Uh, I decided to kind of pull an audible. So... Like we we each watched one individually and then two that we'll talk about together. Mm-hmm. So so that way we have better coverage. And uh, I don't know. I just wanted to watch this movie. Uh, so I watched Single All the Way, the new Netflix holiday special. Uh, this is a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a comedy drama romance. Desperate to avoid his family's judgment about his perpetual single status, Peter convinces his best friend Nick to join him for the holidays and pretend they're now in a relationship. Uh, This is directed by Michael Mayer and written by Chad Hodge and stars Michael Urie, Philemon Chambers, 
Uh, Luke McFarlane, Barry Bostwick, uh, fucking uh, Jennifer Coolidge is in mm. this, and she's hilarious because she's like manic depressive the whole time. I've never connected to Stifler's mom more spiritually. <laughs> Altogether, I would say I actually liked this movie. It's uh, my official review is that this is the the Christmas cookies of movies. It's it's festive. Uh, it's sweet. You know, it it fills you up and it doesn't overstay its welcome. So Peter and Nick, they live in. I think they said San Diego or Los Angeles or somewhere. I think vagina. I think L.A. I think they live in L.A. Um, I can't really remember because they're only sure. there for like 10 minutes. And then they uh, go to stay with Peter's family in New Hampshire for the holidays. Um, so Peter is just kind of like unlucky with relationships and stuff. Um so he's he's dating this guy and like he agrees to go home for the holidays with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like he lives with his best friend, Nick, who like does random jobs on TaskRabbit and also has a bunch of money for writing a successful children's book about uh, his dog that he rescued from a shelter. Yeah. So. Like. Nick gets a job to go hang Christmas lights. And uh, so he's talking to the woman at the house and who should pull in. But Peter's boyfriend, who is married to this woman and has a secret family because he's a a deeply closeted gay man. Uh, So Peter breaks up with him and then he's freaking out because he already said, like, he's bringing a surprise home for Christmas, which may or may not be, you know, a person that he's dating. Mm. Uh, So he's like. My family is always all over my shit about being single for the holidays. So come with me. We'll tell them that we finally fell in love after all this time. Yeah. And every everything will be great. Is, is everything great? Well, they get there and uh, it turns out that uh, Peter's mom is setting him up on a, a blind date with James who teaches her spin class. Uh, and Nick is like completely supportive of it. And Peter's like, Hey, what the fuck? What about the plan? He's like, this is a better plan. (laughs) Um, so they, they go through, it's, it's all very, you know, saccharine and stuff. And like, sure. Peter and James like each other. They have chemistry, but like James can tell that like, he's kind of, that he has an undeniable connection with Nick. And like everybody can see it, but the the two of them and through the meddling of Peter's family, you know, by degrees, they come to realize that they're actually in love with each other. So uh, it's kind of broad strokes. Yeah. Who could have foreseen it? Uh, The best is like Barry Bostwick as his dad is just like a treasure in it because he's like, well, like both of his parents are kind of. um, They're they're like what you would typically think of i guess as like boomer parents of a a gay son it's like they they try to be like down with it but they're kind of clueless ultimately so like sure but i don't know like his dad keeps making nick do like handyman shit around the house and stuff and i don't know it's uh it's cute it's fun uh and it's just like uh, a pastiche of like 
awkward family holiday shit because uh, the mom insists her name is Carol. She insists on being called Christmas Carol. Carol Baskin. Uh, so like they pull in the driveway and she's holding up a sign that says Slay Queen. <laughs> <laughs> and she keeps referencing that uh, she's reading this book called How to Love Your LGBTT Child. And he's like, I think you mean LGBTQ. And she's like, do I? Yes, that. But I don't know, so a lot, like a lot of the humor is just like that kind of shit. Sure. But um, I don't know. It's uh, I, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I would give it probably like a three. It's not like a masterpiece or anything, but it's uh, it's just a fun, cute little holiday movie. Um. Also, Jennifer Coolidge as Aunt Sandy is uh, like she's directing the Christmas pageant. And -hmm. like I said, she's kind of manic depressive. So she goes back and forth between like screaming at children for not having their lines memorized and then like saying, oh, it's such an honor to work with all of you. And then like crying in the corner because her life and career as an actress is a failure. We're all Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, it's true. But uh, altogether, not not a bad little holiday flick. All right, cool. Uh, so tell me about Love Hard. Uh, Love Hard is a 2021 Christmas movie. Uh, it's a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. So uh, what, 0.2 stars better than Tall Girl, I think, uh, is where that finally settled, I think. Something like that, yeah. Uh, it's directed by Hernan Jimenez, uh, written by Daniel Mackey and Rebecca Ewing. Stars Nina Dobrev, Jimmy O. Yep. Yang, and Darren Tall, Barnett. Tall Girl's currently at a 5.2. 5.2, okay. So it, it is 1.1 stars better than than Tall Girl. Uh, for some reason, I thought Tall Girl's in the sixes. I don't know why, uh, but whatever. Uh an L.A. girl, unlucky in love, falls for an East Coast guy on a dating app and decides to surprise him for the holidays, only to discover that she's been catfished. This lighthearted romantic comedy chronicles her attempt to reel in love. Hey, don't do this thing. If you live on the West Coast and you meet somebody online who lives on the East Coast and you've never met them in person, don't go to them for Christmas. Yeah, don't just so well. Okay, don't, so they, don't do this up. thing. So they set this up. She works at uh, what is it called? It's called like Social Media, uh, which is S H O S H, and she is like the forlorn woman who just writes about her horror date stories. So like, uh, her friend is like, "Hey, let me look at your fucking Tinder," and she's like, "Oh, you only have this on for like five miles, so you're only finding East LA guys who fucking suck." Well, we turn on for the whole fucking country. She turns on <laughs> for the whole fucking country and matches with seemingly Darren Barnett, uh, a.k.a. Paxton from uh, what, what's that? Uh, Never Have I Ever uh, in a more age appropriate relationship, considering that Paxton, uh, that Darren Barnett is 30 and Nina Dobrev is like 34. So much better. Uh, so like in a whirlwind relationship that has spanned uh, all of two weeks, uh, her boss is like, oh, you found somebody. That's interesting. Uh, we all want to hear about your horror story. So now I want, I'm want, i going to pay you to go to uh, Lake Placid, where Betty White says, fuck you to the cops, and have uh, you date this man uh, as a surprise thing and see how horrific it goes. And she's like, okay. And so 
by order of her boss, she goes to to Lake Placid <laughs> to do such things. <laughs> Wait, I'm I'm assuming because this is like a feel good holiday movie that like in the end the relationship does work out. So like, does she get fired for being in a stable relationship? Uh, n- no, she's like at, at the end of the movie because she's writing an article about like her self discovery about like, hey, maybe I'm the fucking problem. Uh, yes, but uh, she posted <laughs> that and like everyone like I don't know I guess the internet liked it or something I don't fucking know they don't really after she posts the article it's never explored again. Uh, but I- I'm assuming she still has a job, although I'm sure she's staying in Lake Placid because she found her true love. Uh, so yeah, she she gets there uh, and uh, runs into TSA security who also happens to be the fucking only Uber driver in Lake Placid. And uh, takes her to uh, Jimmy O. Yang's house, who uh, everyone will remember from Space Force. He's one of the scientists in Space Force. And uh, he shows up and he's like, oh, hi, I'm Josh, the guy you've been talking to. Uh, and if you've seen a picture of Jimmy O. Yang and Darren Barnett, they look nothing alike. Uh, so that's when she's like, I've been catfished. So she goes to the bar uh, to drink her pain away at, because reasons. And then Darren Barnett shows up and she's like, I want to get this man. So I'm going to seduce him. So she starts doing uh, oh, what the fuck's the number? She starts doing like a karaoke number, even though it's Christmas karaoke. Uh, but she is also allergic to Kiwis. Uh, and this, this has been set up a hundred times uh, in the first 10 minutes. But uh, she takes a shot that actually that happens to have a Kiwi in it. And then uh, her face swells up. So, uh, she's doing her seductive number, but with this extremely swollen face. And uh, Paxton <laughs> is like, yo, like his his friend's like, oh, my God, this is horrific. This girl's hideous looking. And Paxton's like, no, 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 man. Like, you got to be you got to be open minded about this kind of stuff. And, you know, that's funny. And then Jimmy O. Yang is like, hey, I want to help you get with Paxton because he's so hot, isn't he? And then the rest of the movie is like about her trying to get with Paxton, who uh, she, like, doesn't like anything that he likes, but she's just surface level, like, in love with this man uh, and slowly falls in love with Jimmy O. Yang. And then uh, it all comes to a head at an engagement dinner because Jimmy O. Yang is like, hey, my brother's an asshole and likes to one-up me, so I'm going to one-up his pregnancy announcement by announcing my engagement to this girl that I've known for two weeks. It's a whole fucking thing, but at the at the engagement party they have, uh, it comes out that you know she was there for Paxton she's there for an article and all the things happen that's where she writes her article of self-discovery and then falls back in love with Jimmy O. Yang uh, yeah it's formulaic as fuck man uh, and it's not like cute formulaic like single all the way seemed to be or like at least turning enough on its head to where it was like okay I'm enjoying this uh, I didn't enjoy this. I don't know why everyone's like, this is a surprisingly good Christmas movie. This is a surprisingly bad Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a two, baby. Don't fucking watch Love Horror. I think it's not that great. I'm I'm sorry for your loss. It's okay. I was going to watch it anyway because it's Krimbus time. But here we are doing this for all of you releasing on uh recording and releasing on christmas eve so that way you guys have already already watched all of these movies uh well that will bring us to one of our uh two movies that we did watch uh together technically it is first up 
A Boy Called Christmas. Yeah, A Boy Called Crimbus is a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. It's an adventure drama family film. Uh, in this origin story of Father Crimbus, an ordinary boy with a loyal pet mouse and a reindeer at his side, sets out on an extraordinary adventure to find his father who is on a quest to discover the fabled village of Elfhelm. Uh, so this is a, yet another uh, St. Nick origin story that uh, doesn't involve Jesus in any way. Yeah, it's great. I've read the Bible. I know Secular the story of Christmas. Jesus. Secular Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? That's uh, all right, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Poor, poor Professor McGonagall. Yeah, yeah, she's she's still working. Uh, you know who else is still working? Is fucking Dario. Yeah. From Game of Thrones. I've never seen Game of Thrones, but every time I see him, I'm like, oh, it's Dario, despite the fact that I've seen him in, like, 15 other things. Yeah, uh, so he... Nicholas is a sad little boy with a dead mom uh, Mm -hmm. who lives in the middle of a frozen wasteland. Uh, His only friend is... uh, a several years old turnip that his mother carved a face into uh, until one day he meets a mouse that his dad tries to uh, cleave in twain with an axe. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, no, this is this is my friend mouse now, and I'm going to teach him how to talk. So like the first half hour is this like delusional boy like. <laughs> Just reeling with this mental illness, talking to a mouse, because it's the only thing that he has. Yeah. Uh, and then his horrible aunt shows up, played by Kristen Wiig, uh, who has uh, just the worst teeth. Also, just, like, the worst character. Like, there's nothing redeemable about her in any way, shape, or form, and I get that that's the point, and that's what causes him to leave home, but, like, dear sweet God... Yeah, so the the king of Finland, who's a a fancy lad, uh, with you know a waistcoat and uh, a fozzy bear wig, uh, <laughs> charges all of his subjects with uh, bringing hope back to the country by you know finding something magical, rather than you know whenever he calls everybody together, he's like, you know what we need, and they're like a healthcare system, a living wage. He's like. Well, we can discuss that, but no, what we need is magic. And it's like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh no, it's Donald Trump again. Yeah. So yeah, all the adults go to to try to find Elfhelm to prove that magic exists, I guess. Yeah. And then Nicholas finds out that, you know, his mother always told him stories of Elfhelm when he was a kid. Uh, he finds out through the machinations of the evil ant that uh, his cool hat has a hidden map to Elfhelm in it. So he sets out uh, to find his probably dead dad and rescue him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so spoilers, he El- Elfhelm's real. He goes there, he meets the elves. But like, the elves also kind of suck politically yeah thanks Ellie Hawkins it's like a totalitarian elf regime uh, (laughs) that hates humans so 
Uh, and it turns out it's, you know, with good reason, because, uh, you know, the the humans aren't sending their best. They're sending the, the drug addicts and the criminals and whatever the fuck <laughs> that idiot said that one time. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the group that of like the adults or whatever kidnapped an elf kid mm. to, to prove that elves are real. Uh, so Nick has to save him and and patch up the dicey political situation uh, with the help of his mouse. He does learn to talk. Uh, and a reindeer that he teaches to fly, I guess. Uh, using the leftover magic in his body, I think, because at one point he fucking keels over, and then an elf uh, played by Toby Jones shows up uh, and revives him. So I, I think there's like some leftover magic that allows Blitzen to fly. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, the other thing that happens is that there's a meta story so, like, the story's being told within another story where Maggie Smith is there telling the story to this kid, these kids, a la, like, Princess Bride. But, like, uh, their dad has gone off to work because he has to, and also their mom died. So she's telling the yeah. story, and you're like, oh, my God, these kids are learning to cope with loss and shit. All through this story. How yeah. magical. Uh, also, there's a, a horrible pixie girl who is an arsonist and likes to murder Yep. Not making that up. <laughs> no, it's it, it's uh f- factual. Big 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 true as the kids say. Yeah. Like uh and then we find out who the who like nah, nah. But like um yeah, I don't know. It's a cute movie. I don't know. I don't want to go through the whole plot, but it, it, do you do you know how Christmas happens? Do you know what Santa does on Christmas? Well, he's going to get to do it at some point cuz they got to set up the lore somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, uh, it's it's fine. It's a fine yeah. movie. He uh, he comes back to restore hope to Finland, so he brings the king a big bag of toys, and the king's like, "What the fuck is this?" This is like toys. <laughs> <You're> like, uh. <coughs> Christ. Sorry, Krim. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a great joke. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's a it's a Krimbus movie. People are fine. Uh, I will point out that uh, as the the movie was ending, I look over at my girlfriend and uh, somebody is uh, crying because she's like, and I'm like, why are you crying? And she just goes, "There's so many good lessons for kids to learn." And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's cute. It's fine. It's probably the best movie we watched uh, for this, or at least I watched for this. But it's yeah. no Klaus or Christmas Chronicles, which are infinitely better, and I will recall for the rest of my life. Uh, and this, I'll just be like, yeah, yeah, that exists. That was fine. Yeah, the mouse is the best part. Yeah, voiced by Stephen Merchant. What would you rate this? Three. It's fine. Yeah. It's like a yeah, uh, two and a half. Two and a half, that's fair. It's kind of yeah, middle of the road. All right, Dan, are you ready? Oh, this is the real best movie. Actually, that's not true. <laughs> that that's that's not true. We'll 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 get into that. Alright, this one's called A Castle for Crimbus. Uh it's a five point five out of ten on IMDB. 
To escape a scandal, a best-selling author journeys to Scotland, where she falls in love with a castle and faces off with the grumpy duke who owns it. Uh, I almost read that as grumpy dude. Uh, this stars Brooke Shields and Carrie Elwes, mm-hmm. uh, who, unlike other Robin Hoods, he can speak with a British accent. Yeah, he apparently also can speak with a Scottish accent too. <laughs> yeah, some of the some of the best moments in the movie are like when Brooke Shields, an American. Uh, is trying to talk to people who have like a thick Scottish brogue, and uh, she's like, "Oh no, I'm I'm not like." They ask like, "Where are you from?" And she's like, "Oh no, thanks, I'm not hungry." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, yeah. Uh, so the scandal, like she she writes this like popular series of of novels. Uh, it's so like the scandal that she's escaping is that she killed off a character and I guess people are butthurt about it. Yeah. Uh, so then she goes on the Drew Barrymore show and pulls a, a Tom Cruise and it's like jumping up and down on the couch screaming about how she can kill whoever she goddamn well pleases. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I think this was more an ad for the Drew Barrymore show than an actual movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when I when I first heard like scandal, I was like, oh, well, there's an author scandal going on right now it's because they're transphobic. So I would love to see why we have a uh, an author scandal in this Netflix movie. And it turns out it's just for some some fucking dumb reason. Because fans are the worst. But Dan, I'm a I'm a fan of thing. Doesn't that mean I have some level of ownership over thing? No. I'm looking at you, r slash free folk. No one gives a fuck what you think. <laughs> so uh, let me let me say this about this movie. I wanted it to be worse because, like it, it's too competently made to actually be like enjoyably bad. But it's also like too fucking boring to be any good. Yeah. It was definitely boring and cringy, and uh, my wife hated it. This was the one out of the three that I watched that she was here for, and uh, she's very, very upset with me. Um, I think the funniest part of the movie is where, uh, you know, Brooke Shields is talking about her her family history mm-hmm. uh, with the castle and stuff, because like her grandfather, I think, was... Or possibly her father was like a groundskeeper there. Something like that. Um, or no, her grandfather was a groundskeeper and her dad lived there and like carved his name into like the side of a door. So like they got fired by Carrie Elwes's dad or something. I don't know. Something like that. But she's like, yeah, my my ancestor was so and so and like. The one person is like, you have his smile, and then she does like this horrible, like <laughs> unattractive, like gawky smile that's just like, uh I hope yeah, you didn't posted, look like that. Yeah, you posted that over in our Discord and I fucking laughed pretty hard. I showed it to Ashley, she laughed pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you ever needed a selling point for uh, why to 
join our Discord. That's it, is to see stupid gifts we post about uh, the things we're watching. If you couldn't tell, they were going to fall in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's like Beauty and the Beast, kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of. We're like, well, um, you, this, this uh, awful man is somebody powerful, therefore women are attracted to him. Yeah. So, the the thing that I find hysterical is that, like, he is going to use her down payment uh, and, like, the 90 days in between when the thing would take into effect and, like, her gaining ownership uh, and, and try to, like, get her out, like, fucking Scooby-Doo kind of shit. Like, be like, oh, I'm going to be so horrible so this woman never stays in this castle and uh, I get to keep her down payment. And then, like, five minutes later, they're, like, beginning to fall in love. And it's like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, I don't know. And then uh, the other part that is uh, comically unbelievable and so trite that they had to have it because they forgot that they didn't have it. But uh, it's when it's the it's like towards the end of the movie and it's like Christmas Eve and like Brooke Shields and Carrie Elwes get in a fight over the fucking stupidest thing you've ever heard of in your entire life. I can't even remember what it is. It's so stupid. Uh, but then she's like, fuck it. I don't want the castle anymore and leaves. And it's like, uh-huh. Yeah. But then uh, like she's on her way to the airport and the car breaks down. So she's like, the like the driver just walks away and she's like, what are you doing? Are we going back to get another car? And he's like, lady, it's Christmas Eve. I'm going to the pub and I'm having a pint. Yeah. He's going down to the Winchester. Just wait for this to all blow over. Yeah. And she's like, how dare you not accommodate me, a celebrity? Yeah, right. What an asshole. <laughs> uh, what would you rate this? Um, yeah. So, like, it's bad. It's actually probably the worst thing we watched this week, honestly. Or, like, for Christmas this year. It's probably actually generally the worst thing we've watched. Because, like, if it was at least, like, campy, terrible, and enjoyable, I'd be more favorable to it. I'm going with a one and a half. I I thought this was fucking dreadful, and I wanted it to be worse. But <laughs> they, they, they actually tried with their, their dumb, dumb, dumb premise. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd say, I guess, like a two. Some of the... Some of the side characters are kind of endearing and like some of the yeah, Angus, some of the Angus shots are cool. MVP. The settings are cool. So, yeah, that's fair. What are you uh, what are you asking for for Crimbus this year, Dan? What's the big ticket item you're hoping uh, for? The big ticket item is nothing. I I'm an adult who buys his own things that he wants and I'm good. Uh, actually, that's not true. The one thing I'm wishing for for Christmas is uh, for Daddy Joe to realize that it's time to cancel just my student loans. <laughs> come on, oh, come I on, don't, Byron. I don't think that that's going to happen until uh, the midterm elections. Uh, which, if that happens, I absolutely will will vote for them. I I can oh, yeah. be bought. I will be bought by that. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Yeah. Despite the fact that I'm close to paying off all of them, like 2024 is when it's happening. Uh, I, you know, three, it, like it would two be years of payments. With, without, 
without exception, the only time that a politician had e ever done anything that benefited me, a person, directly. You don't consider the the uh, what the fuck was that even? What the fuck was the fourteen hundred dollars even? The stimulus. Yeah, the stimulus for us. Like you don't you don't consider that something for us? It was fine. It wasn't really for me. I wasn't somebody who eh. needed it. That's fair. Like I wish that it would have been like an opt-in thing, so that my stimulus money could have gone to somebody who would have benefited from it more. Yeah. But eh, it is what it is. It's fine. All right, that's fair. Just one of the many things that Donald Trump got right. <laughs> I can't. I can't say that even as a joke. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, no, I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not even. Nope. Not even. Nope. 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 So yeah, uh, that's that's Crimbus. Uh, we almost became your uncles that uh, get too drunk and start spouting off political opinions at the, at the dinner table. Yeah. AKA the reason I can't go home for the holidays. <laughs> uh, it's actual. <laughs> oh, right. shit. So you can find our show at Netflix.com uh, or exactly where you're listening to it. Uh, visit our social medias. Uh, all these links are, can be held and found at uh, Netflixandswell.com. If you want to stop shop for all things Netflix as well, buy a shirt, subscribe, uh, like sub to us on Patreon, uh, potentially give us a bad movie to watch every quarter. It's a great idea. Yeah. Money, please. Thank you to people who own Jingle Bells for contributing our music for this episode. Uh, thank you to whoever does Jingle Bell Rock as I, that is closing the episode. It's not. That's a joke. I can't do uh, that. And until our next regularly scheduled broadcast, this is Caleb saying, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.